T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment, we just believe you ought to know about it. There is so much going on. It feels like things are getting back to normal when it comes to arts and entertainment. So thank you so much for still supporting us and coming out to see us. There's a lot coming, and we're excited about it. My first guest tonight is what I'm really, really, really excited about. This man has changed my life. He changed the way I sing, um, the way I perform, and, and I just want you to hear a little bit of this particular song. <laughs> I love that song. Welcome to Garrison Keeler. Welcome to Center Stage right here on WCCL Radio. How are you, sir? Never been better, Carolyn. Thank you so much. No, I grew up uh, listening to CCL, and so I never fit in to public radio because they didn't have commercials. So I had to invent my own sponsors. And uh, the American Coffee Council was one, and Bebop, Rebop, Rhubarb Pie, and Powder Milk Biscuits. And, and that's the way I, I, I felt normal on the radio. My goodness, it has been so many years that you have been on. And, of course, the pandemic changed a whole lot for you and for so many of us. I have to start with asking about how you work, because you constantly write. You've been an author for many, many years. And during this pandemic, you published last fall, Lake Wobegon Virus, and that time of year, A Minnesota Life. Tell us how that process works for you. Do you write as soon as you know you need to? You just you just sit down every morning. That's how that's how it gets done. It gets done the same as any other uh, gardening or, or building a house or or anything else. You sit down and you and you do the work. And with writing, uh, the secret of writing is rewriting. And uh, and, and and people become discouraged by their first draft. But but when you've been at it as long as I have, I've written I don't know twenty three, twenty four books. You you learn that uh, the first draft is only is only the beginning, and good things come to people who rewrite. <laughs> good things come to people who rewrite. I have to remember that, sir. You inspired me to want to write a book when I was living out in Los Angeles uh, back in 2004. And I started a book. I have 72 pages of it. And then I was terrified as I started rewriting. I didn't like it at all. I felt as though I should have kept it the way I heard it in my head and heart the first time. Have you ever written a book and you stuck with it from the very first writing of it? 
No, I, I never, um, I never was satisfied with the, uh, with the beginning of it. I thought I was done with the, with a new. I just finished a novel called uh, Boomier. It's a Lake Wobegon novel, and I thought it was done. I sent it to my agent, and uh, and then I sat down one morning and I looked at it, and no, 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 it wasn't. And uh, and you just have to face that. But you owe it to uh, you owe it to your family and the people you come from you owe it to write write a book Geraldine. i'm going to talk to you about it oh i'm looking forward to that sir i will take your advice for sure it's uh terrifying but i'm willing to walk through that storm so yes please help me please help me on that let's talk a little bit about um what has happened over this pandemic for you how difficult has it been i know you have new shows coming up everyone's excited about it knowing that you're back you know getting back into it uh, people want to hear your voice i miss your voice during these times during the election so tell us how this pandemic has affected you i simply have been i've been busy i've, I've spent most of my uh lockdown in new york with uh, my wife and um the pandemic has been hard on her because she's a hiker and a runner and she and she uh, likes to get out and see people she misses the theater she misses uh going to the opera going to carnegie hall and hearing music and um and i i feel very happy about a small life i think it's 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 a it's a virtue when i'm 78 years old and life is going to get smaller when you get old so be happy with it i've lost most of my urge to travel i used to you know fly all over the country and and go hither and yon, and I sort of lost that urge, and I just want to do one thing, and that's to sit down and write things every week that make people laugh and feel good. I have been reading your Facebook posts for a long time, and sometimes I'll miss them from week to week. But I have friends, especially my sister Javita, who will, you know, call me or write me and say, did you read, you know, Garrison's post today? And I cannot tell you how close I feel to a Prairie Home Companion as though it's happening again through your writing. Um, and I can also see where you tell your truth all the time in your writing. You, you don't hold it back anymore. Do you chalk that up to age or have you always been like that? My most recent Facebook post, Miss Steele, was about leaving New York on Saturday in a big rush to catch the flight out to Minneapolis. And in my rush, I forgot to bring a belt. And I had a pair of jeans on, and and I guess I've lost weight. I don't know. Um, but they kept drooping on me and uh, I had to pull this uh, roller bag and pull a briefcase and I had an accident in the MSP uh, terminal that uh, my pants dropped to just above my knees I just couldn't manage everything and I was getting on a down escalator to go catch a taxi and luckily I was wearing a sport coat 
It was a moment, and I hope nobody got it on video, and if they did, I will pay an enormous amount of money. <laughs> well, first of all, there are young people that these things have happened to. <laughs> That's first of all. And second of all, are you going to add that into one of your books? That's a great story. No, I'm not. I'm going to. I'm just going to. I'm just going to leave that and uh, hope that uh, hope that I don't, uh, you know, forget them again. I mean, I'm I'm 78 years old, but I don't think dementia has struck yet. Or if it has, it's a sort of benevolent uh, form of. No, I'll leave that. Young people are young men are wearing their pants down around their knees. So, so uh, maybe I was just uh, getting in fashion. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your four pro, uh, your four shows that are coming up. I'm so excited about it. Uh, you're doing these events with Prudence Johnson, Dan Chenard, Adam Granger, and Bob Douglas. Now, the first is happening on the 28th. Is that correct? I thought it was the 29th, but you may be right. I don't know. No, I think you're correct. June 29th and June 30th at 7.30 p.m. on the Avalon Cruising out of Stillwater. Um, and so... People want to know about July 2nd at the Big Top Chautauqua, Bayfield, Wisconsin. They want to know about July 4th at 4 p.m. at Summerfield Amphitheater in St. Michael, Minnesota. All of these shows, are you doing the same show or are you changing them up? I'm sure they'll change. Uh, the boat, the Avalon, is um, on the St. Croix River, which, as you know, is at a historic low uh, the water level so uh, we may be uh, spending more than a couple of hours uh, out on the St. Croix we may be uh, running aground and uh, I'll have to take care of that crowd for overnight I don't know Uh, the one I'm looking forward to Geraldine is the one in St. Michael because it's on the 4th and so I'm going to walk out into the audience and we're going to sing My Country Tis of Thee God Bless America, America the Beautiful, and the National Anthem. And I am going to be watching that crowd closely. I've done this many, many times over the years. And um, and it's starting to get to where you see a lot of younger people reach for their cell phones to Google the lyrics of America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. God bless America, and even you know the rocket's red glare, and this I, I'm alarmed um, when we no longer know the words to our national songs. Then I think we've really lost something crucial. But my generation still seems to know the words. We uh, we sang them in school, and as long as we can all stand and sing together um, in church or wherever we are, I think there's hope for us. Mm. Garrison, we have to pay a few bills. Can you stick with us? I'm here. All right, we're going to take some commercials and come back in just a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 923 here at WCCO. Welcome back. We are speaking with Garrison Keeler, a man I respect and love. He and his family, and he has really done so much for so many artists around the country and the world. And, of course, he has four events that are coming up that I'd like to mention again. On June 29th and June 30th at 7.30 p.m., join them on the Avalon Cruising out of Stillwater on the St. Croix. You don't want to miss these shows. Another one happens on July 2nd at Big Top Chautauqua and Bayfield, Wisconsin. Also on July 4th, the 4th of July, 4 p.m. at Summerfield Amphitheater in St. Michael, Minnesota, which is pretty close to us and not difficult to find. So I do hope that you will join us. Um, join him and, of course, Prudence Johnson, Dan Chenard, Adam Granger, and Bob Douglas as well. Garrison, you are known for changing up your shows, even if they come in succession. So I'm excited to come to um, St. Michael. I intend to be there on the forth and can't wait to hear you guys perform hear your stories are you going to tell some of the stories we've heard before on the shows or do you have brand new ones well the town of lake wabagana has changed uh, a good deal uh Geraldine, and i think i should talk about how it has about how it has changed even though change is kind of shocking uh to me but um but i think i should try to try to keep up they have a lot of uh Millennial entrepreneurs now in Lake Wobegon, and they make things like artisanal uh, firewood and uh, and uh, gourmet meatloaf, and uh, and uh, they they train uh, cockapoo dogs to take care of small children and to push strollers and even change diapers. I mean, it's a whole new world <laughs> out there, and uh, and Lake Wobegon is is moving with it and. And so I, uh, I do my best to keep up. The world is ever-changing. That is true. And, of course, it's going to affect Lake Wobegon. As we um, know, so many people have said, I feel as though that place really existed because it spoke to me. I want you to know, Garrison, my, my youngest granddaughter, I have three grandchildren now, and my youngest granddaughter, I taught her the song, um, coffee. It's her favorite song. And she says to me all the time, Grandma, and she's only four years old, Grandma, can we sing coffee? <laughs> and I'll start, it smells so lovely when you pour it. And she'll say, you will want to drink a quart of coffee in perfect pitch. <laughs> and I just start crying sometimes. And just to know that your music and a piece of you and a piece of me in this, in this amazing show called A Prairie Home Companion has now transferred into my, my granddaughter, has just been phenomenal. I cannot wait for you to hear her sing it. <laughs> Perfect pitch. That that is that's the key thing right there, Sharon. She's got yeah. that kid's got a future. Exactly. So let me tell you, I am not perfect pitch at all, at all, and I'm handling it just fine. Good. 
So, sir, as we wrap up this half hour, I'm so grateful for you coming on with us and telling us about these four shows, June 29th and June 30th on the Avalon Cruising out of Stillwater, uh, July 2nd, Big Top Chautauqua in Bayfield, Wisconsin, and July 4th at 4 p.m., Summerfield Amphitheater in St. Michael, Minnesota. I do hope to see you there. Um, If there's one thing you want us to know about where you are today in your heart, in your mind, with all that you have done, tell us what where you see yourself right now. I came back to uh, Minnesota uh, so that I could uh, go to the funeral of my biology teacher, Lyle Bradley, who died at 97. He had a great life. He was a great man. I was his worst student in biology, but I knew he was a great man. And when I heard uh, years after that, that he had been a war hero, in World War II and, uh, and uh, shot down kamikazes in the Pacific and, and all. He was a lifelong bird watcher. He, he was a community leader, and I just admire him. He was a great man, and he was a public school teacher in Anoka, Minnesota. I'll always be grateful. Remarkable, sir. You are a remarkable man. And if you ever need me, don't hesitate to call. I will be there. Please tell your wife I said hello. Cannot wait. If people want more information, where to get the tickets to all four shows, where do they go? They pick up their phone and they Google. (laughs) And, of course, you can always go to garrisonkeeler.com. Thank you, sir. Love you. Love your wife. Tell everyone I said hello, including Maya. Take care, Take care. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everyone, I have to tell you, my life really did change. He's the one that taught me a different way of singing, and he didn't even know he was teaching me that. I paid attention, and it changed my voice. It changed the way I sing, and I'm so grateful. I feel stronger. I understand more about myself and my inner heart. And I have to tell you, when you come across people that change you in a positive way, you don't let them go. No matter, you don't let them go. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Patricia McLean from Sue McLean and Associates and talk about all of these great musicians and artists that are coming forth with their music. And that is coming up next. We'll be back. I love this song. Oh, my gosh. I remember when these ladies came out. They're called In Vogue, and they are just part of just one of the artists, the many artists that... Uh, Sue McLean and Associates is putting out um, this year. I mean, finally, it feels like the artists, all of this culture, all of this beauty that we have here in the great state of Minnesota is happening now. And Patricia McLean, the head of uh, Sue McLean and Associates, is joining us now to talk about all of these great shows that are coming up. Patricia, how are you? Good. So good to talk to you again. It's been a while. It has been a long time. I can only imagine how difficult navigating the scheduling of musical artists at different times and venues now that the music world is slowly returning to normal. Um, What has it been like for you during this pandemic? Once you decided to stop the music, um, did you say no matter what, if they come back and go, no, we're going to pick it up again? Or did you say, no, we're going to wait until we are all feeling like we're getting back to normal? Um, I think the decision was made for us. We had to wait until it was safe and appropriate, uh, make sure artists are ready to come out, um, fans, uh, the timing has been good. I like to say we've done eight weeks of work, eight months of work in eight weeks. It's like coming up from a, waking up from a long winter's nap. 
Right. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Um, this weekend I was out and about quite a bit and so many people were out, no mask, you know, people are vaccinated and feeling really strong. And they said, you know, we're getting back to normal, but I don't know how to define normal anymore, especially within the music world. How do you define normal now? Well, I don't know that there's, there is a normal. I think the outdoor live music scene has changed forever and it's, it's a different vibe, and I think it'll take quite a while to um, get people fully comfortable. And again, both artists and fans to you know, get somewhat back to normal. But I think the normal as we knew it is is going to look different. Well, people are talking about buying the tickets for various shows, and I'm just wondering: was it difficult to decide which artists to present first on your schedule? Well, we had a big week. We announced 10 shows last week. Mm-hmm. So we kind of came out great guns uh, all in one week. So it wasn't hard to decide. I think the challenge is, uh, like other promoters in town and out of town, are going for a lot of the same artists. And we had a very short window since the capacity ban was lifted by Governor Walls to book these artists and uh, you know do the best we can and... We're excited with what we have to deliver. You do have a lot to deliver with some really big names. And a lot of these names we've known for a long time, but they remind us of better days, right? And so knowing that In Vogue has agreed to come, tell us about the date and what you are, how much time they'll be performing. Um, they'll be performing a 90-minute set, uh, but this is a series that we're producing for Canterbury Park. Uh, we open up in August 2nd with Old Crow Medicine Show and then in Vogue, which is going to be a, a fun show. Um, Steve Earle, who's an SMA fan favorite, Robert Cray Band, Daughtry, and then Blackberry wow. Smoke. Uh, oh, that's a smoking group. That is awesome. Um, and so here you are going forward with all of the artists that are going to be here, not just for the summer, but are you looking forward to the fall, the winter, and you see that things are going to keep opening up and getting better and better? Yes, we do have an indoor show uh, booked, Mary Chapin Carpenter, Mark Cohn, and Sean Colvin, which is November 4th at the State Theater. So that will be our first indoor concert and um, see what that looks like. But people are excited. Those are, again, true SMA fan favorites. Is there anyone that you weren't able to get this year as things are opening up that you wish was on the the lineup? Um, How it's gone, which is different than previous years, is we're still waiting to hear that we may add to um, either the Canterbury Park lineup or possibly our Live at the Hildy um, series. So that, you know, it's kind of a wait and see. So we're not going to rule out any of them yet, but there are artists that don't want to get out and tour yet that are, you know, thinking about 2022. Um, So that's, I think, the only, you know, change from the artist's perspective. What about your team? Are you all um, finally vaccinated, fully vaccinated? We are fully vaccinated, and um, the team is back working. I'm sure you're familiar with the uh, Shuttered Venues Operator Grant that we're still waiting for funding, um, but we're operating... Our team is up and running, fully vaccinated. Um, we've, you know, been waiting for this day. <laughs> 
Right. We're all waiting for this day. And I just want you to know, I'm going to try to come to as many shows as I can. Um, I'm, I'm just really excited that you guys are still going strong and that this is proof that it was worth the wait. I know we've been through a lot, but we're finally coming through it. Um, if we can just get to 70%, then we're already at herd immunity. And we are not there, not even close, but we're getting there. Um, do you have COVID-19 protocols still in place for some of these uh, performances? Um, we do to an extent. Um, it's really up to the venues what the protocols and the plan of action is, but we support and um, certainly with our team and crew and um, we take precautions seriously and honor what the artists want to when they're on site. Tickets are for sale. What are you hearing from some people that are buying the tickets and are they excited? Are they, um, are they saying, thank goodness you're back? I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we got a lot of good feedback. Um, welcome back. And I think that's in the fabulous Twin Cities music community. I think that's the word all around, but special for us too. A lot of these venues that you're using, other, um, you know, clubs and other um, people that are bringing other groups in, they're looking for some of those venues as well. Has the competition increased? Were you guys able to get all the venues that you wanted? I think we're still working on that. Again, it's only been eight weeks since um, the capacity ban has been lifted. So I think everyone's finding their way and moving quickly. And I think things will shake out and slow down, um, you know, into the fall and winter. And then I think we'll have a better answer on that. I'm just glad that you guys are still here and still going strong. So I encourage everyone to get their tickets. Where do they go if they're looking for your tickets? SueMcLean.com. And for the Canterbury series, it would be CanterburyPark.com. CanterburyPark.com. Congratulations to you, Patricia. Thank you, you guys have worked really hard. You've been patient. I can imagine you cried in your soup a couple of times. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was so afraid that we would come back to nothing, and we have come back strong. So because of you and so many others that work hard to do it. So thank you for that. Thank you, and thank you for your support all these years. You're welcome, Patricia. Take care and tell the whole team I said hello. Will do. Thank you. All right. Again, that's Patricia McLean. She is um, head of the Sue McLean and Associates Group. Uh, They bring in amazing artists. If you haven't heard of them or you forgot about them, this is not the time to forget. They are really presenting some great shows. In Vogue is coming up. You definitely want to check them out. Uh, Never going to get it, never going to get it, you know. That song, I mean, there's so many of their big songs I could sing right now, but boy, um, I'm really excited that they are here. And there are so many others that are trying to do the same thing, whether it's First Avenue, who own the Fitzgerald and Fine Line and Turf Club and manage the Palace. I'm not sure if they own it yet. Um, It's just so many that are trying to get back into it. And so we all need to support as much as we can. And you've been doing that all these years here in Great Minnesota. So please um, keep supporting us. Keep supporting all the artists, no matter what their um, what their gifts are. And I know we'll get back. We'll get back to the point where we know it feels right. It feels normal again. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Elisha Maring. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, Elisha Maureen. And, of course, he is a a self-taught singer, songwriter, visual artist, and a teacher. And we're going to talk about... Um, you know, how he directs an arts nonprofit in southern Minnesota and so much more. He is a busy 
busy man. And I'm looking forward to hearing about all that he has done. And then, of course, at 10 o'clock is the Mom and Michael Hour, my favorite hour, because I get to visit with my son um, every Sunday night. So there are movies coming out, lots and lots of movies, and I'm looking forward to talking to him about all of them. So stay tuned. We'll be back. It's beautiful, isn't it? That is the music of Elisha Marine. He is a self-taught singer, songwriter, visual artist, and teacher. He directs an arts nonprofit in rural southern Minnesota. He began performing on stage when he was eight years old. He lives in a former opera house and is passionate about historic building restoration and art history. The title track for Shining Out was written in response to the Charleston church shooting. Shining Out is a song of hope for the future, featuring the voices of over 100 students and friends. Now, this album was recorded and produced by Matt Patrick at the Library Recording Studio in Minneapolis. Joining him on that album is someone that I know, Aaron Fabrini on pedal, steel, and bass guitar, Zach Miller on percussion, and Matt Patrick on various instruments. And from Nashville, Tennessee, Alisa Klein on vocals. Elisha Marine joins us now to discuss his debut album release. How are you, Elijah? I'm doing so well, Jalen. How are you tonight? I'm doing very well. Man, that's a beautiful song to start in your segment. Uh, tell us about that particular song and why it's important. Thanks so much. So Shining Out is the title track of my first ever, it's my debut record um, called Shining Out. And that song was sparked to life by the Charleston Church shooting, which was a really horrible and, and tragic moment in our country's history. And just last week, we, we marked the the fifth anniversary of that. And that event really hit close to home for me. Um, you know, I couldn't imagine something so horrible happening in a place of sanctuary. And I picked up my guitar that night and wrote this song. It's a song of hope and solidarity and hope for change for the future. And I think after the, uh, you know, really... Uh, a tumultuous year that 2020 was and the social unrest that was had and the pandemic that was that we've lost i think that this is a an opportunity to look towards the future and and uh and bring some hope to the world you know it's quite remarkable in uh, the years that i've been doing center stage that really focuses on artists particularly musical artists it's always the music that's inspired by something that we have experienced or seen or something that comes through us based on something that may have happened even a hundred years ago um, when this particular song was done um, knowing that shining out meant so much to you this event that happened really touched you and moved you do you believe that what came through this song was enough, or did you want it to go on longer, or was there another verse you wanted to write, or was it just enough? So this song came to me all at all at once, which is really it. Are you there, Elijah? Yeah, can you hear me? Jeremy? Yeah, all of a sudden you went away, but go ahead. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, this, this song came to me all at once, which is a really special thing um, to happen. In its entirety. Later. In its entirety. Yeah. Um, That's it, amazing. I, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the song covers seeing light 
in a in a window as if you know you're looking at light in a in another place or in another zone context. Uh, second verse is seeing light in people. The third verse is seeing light in our country, and the fourth verse is of course seeing light in our future, which you know is I think kind of carries through the meanings there. And the uh, the the bridge, of course, says, uh, "Blessed are the meek, blessed are those who turn the other cheek." But we've sold our souls so many times, and we we've lost the meaning of that. We don't know what that means. When you say so that I we have that, lost our, go ahead. Sure, go, go ahead. No, after you. Well, it's it's interesting that you say that because. Usually songs are written out of people's burdens or our own burdens, right? Uh, a lot of times when we mourn or we fall in love or we find joy, um, we write those songs because we have to. Um, is this the first song you would say that you wrote that you had to write? It came so quickly and furiously that you were able to record it very quickly. Is this the first? Um, I, w- I was really lucky to have this one come to me. It's not the first, though. Um, you know, this... Shining Out is a collection of 12 songs that were written over 10 years. So I really had the opportunity to not be pushing against a deadline when I wrote them, which allowed me to write when inspiration struck. Sometimes I pull inspiration from, uh, you know, quite literal things in, 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 in life. And other times it's, it's more metaphorical. Um, you know, I, I even took a song, Love is a Luxury, for example, is a song that came to me that a friend of mine, a really intuitive friend, uh, actually dreamt up that I sang and gave me the opening line, and I went back to my studio and picked up my guitar, and, and the whole thing kind of kind of fell out. So when, when that happens, I don't take it for granted, but it is a it is a special thing for that to happen. I think it's unusual for me to hear about an artist that take ten years to write an album. Um, to know that you have twelve songs out of ten years, were you ever frustrated, or was that particular? Um, you know, having it birthed slowly like that, uh, did it benefit you more so? It's such a wonderful thing. You know, you mentioned that I'm, I'm self-taught. And, you know, when you are a self-taught musician or a visual artist, um, I'm also, uh, you know, didn't take an accounting or business class, but I, I run an arts nonprofit down in Albert Lee, Minnesota. Um, you know, there's nobody to tell you how things are supposed to be. And um, I I was really lucky to have the benefit to learn through collaboration, learn through working with others. I learned a a lot working with Matt and Aaron and Zach on producing this record. Um, But I I really do feel grateful that for this first album, I didn't have any expectation. I just let it happen organically. And that felt so good. I know that I, I probably don't have the opportunity to wait 10 years before the next one happens. Um, but I, uh, I, I really did. I, I, I did. I did appreciate that process for this. You know, as we mentioned, you are a singer-songwriter and a visual artist, but you're also a teacher. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I'm back up in Minneapolis tonight to serve a stint with Minneapolis Public Schools at their wonderful and exciting Super Summer program, which is uh, just six weeks of. of so many wonderful and, and brilliant students and classes like photography and songwriting, uh, you know, creative writing, things like that, that really um, allow me to, you know, feel like I'm, I'm passing the torch to the, the next generation of artists. When you teach, does it inspire you to write more songs? 
Oh, absolutely. And the thing I love so much about teaching is that it's like collaboration in some way. You know, when you collaborate, you allow somebody else to take a concept or an idea further than any one person ever could. And when you're teaching, um, especially kids, it's such a wonderful thing. You know, their minds are so open and they're such brilliant lateral thinkers and they can make connections that you probably never would have reached just in your own your own thought patterns. So that's that's such an inspiring and, and fulfilling thing. How does it feel to have your album finally out? <laughs> well, it's been a long time coming, Drew, and um, we finished it at the beginning of 2020 and scheduled an April release, which was canceled because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and then rescheduled for August, and we didn't feel good about doing anything in person. So we scheduled a series of music video shoots, and I was promptly, you know, 12 hours after scheduling, um, really seriously injured in a bicycling accident. So I was waylaid for about three months and finally made a full recovery, and we rescheduled for June 18th, so it released on Friday. It is available now for streaming and download and listening wherever people like to find their music. Awesome. And it's a little surreal, to be honest. It's the first one, and to have, you know, been, been listening and, and waiting with the created finished product for so long has been a, a real exercise in patience. Congratulations to you, Elisha. Really, it's remarkable that you got this album out 10 years in the making. I know you must be happy. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Take care. All right, coming up next is the Mom and Michael Hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 